Quiet, please. Quiet, please. And we had an argument about the new And we did pay 
We have a lot of laughs at that dinner. Talking about the fine The trick presents we used to give to each other. Some of the people. Some of them we both liked, and some of them one of us liked and the other didn't. And the top hat we gave me for my first day. <laughs> ah, great laugh because I wouldn't be caught in an like that on. So, I gave you the silver mounted stag handle hunting knife. Because you were strictly the nightclub type and wouldn't be caught in the woods if you were starving or had to rest. And I made you give me a penny for it. Because a gift might might have kind of I still had the penny the other day. <laughs> A million of them. Been a long time since we saw each other. I've been a lot of places since then. Oh, yes, I know. You were away from the year so much. Sure, I have. All the time. I keep track of all my Especially. You know, there's so many things you didn't have a chance to talk about. You know what I mean? So many things. Say, so you're comfortable in that chair? Well, don't wiggle, I get nervous. Uh, I meant to ask you, you haven't been getting into any jams or anything like that when I've been away, have you? I sure hope not. You're so soft on the house. I remember how many jams I got out of in the old days. No, I'm not bragging, pal. I don't think you're going to be grateful or anything like that. That was in the old days. The days when we were on the town together. You know, I get sentimental about it. I get to remember things. That waiter in that place down there. Don't go picking on my pal just because you're bigger than he is. Ah, <laughs> oh, you were always doing things like that. I ran into him just before the war out in Toledo. I recognized him right away by that short right leg. Oh, he didn't remember me, of course. I've changed a lot. Even you said that. Well, I've been a lot of places, like I said. Seen a lot of things, done a lot of things. Makes changes to your pal. Even you look different when I saw you. Oh, the waiter. Just for fun, I asked him what was the matter with his leg. <laughs> that was funny hearing his side of the story when I knew the other side. He sure hated you, pal. I never heard a man curse out so in all my life. Huh? Oh, no, he's an old man. He was an old man when he and you had to fight, don't you remember? I remember something else, too.
said she was going skating dating out on the park lake. I told her she shouldn't. That ice isn't thick enough yet. But she was bound and determined to go. She'll be home any minute. Why don't you walk over toward the park and meet Jesus on the way home? So I did. And all the way to the park, I kept listening. I used to always whistle a kiss in the dark, and she'd recognize it. And I met that old park policeman. Sparacop, we used to call him, remember? He said he'd seen her, and she was talking to some fellow. He didn't see who it was. Anyway, he was cold and small. I walked over to the lake, and there was a big black hole in the ice. I yelled for the cop, and he came running, but he was so fast, remember? So I slid on the ice on my belly and dragged her out. I thought that was her little green beret that was floating in the cold water after I pulled her out. But it wasn't. And then the cop and I... Talking about gag presents we used to give each other. Remember the pair of green Norwegian mittens I gave you one Christmas? And you lost one of them. I found one to match with some old stuff I was going with the other day. I mailed it to you. I guess you've got it wrong. I went out to the cemetery to have a the grave the other day. Did you ever go out there? Oh, I guess you wouldn't be being married and quite a guy around town and all that. There's not much room for resentment like that in the world, is there? Uh, not anymore. No, not anymore. It used to be, but not anymore. What's one more desperate in the world? Wars and famine and misery and stuff like that. I went through that war and saw a lot of people get killed. A lot of good friends of mine. But I never forgot her. I thought about her in Somebody did. So I went out to look at her grave. What was her name? Funny the way your memory slips. Some things you can remember for years and years, just as clearly as if they happened yesterday. Like the way I told you about finding her. You remember things that way, too? You remembering anything now? Well, what are you fidgeting for, then? Sit still. You make me nervous. I make you nervous. I didn't mean to, pal. You know what? Remember, a lot of people thought she'd committed suicide. Well, I don't know any reason for her committing suicide. Do you? Unless, uh, 
Well, she might have been pretty upset about breaking off that deal with you and her. I wish you'd tell me something sometime. Uh, how did you break it off? Did you... Did you just tell her? Did you take one last walk in the park and say, Hey, kid, it's all off? Uh, or what? Oh, I suppose it's none of my business after all, but I wonder about things like that. I wondered so many times what she said. Did she put up a big beef about it, or did she take it to... Well, like I had to take it when she told me about you. I'd have been willing, you know, to step up and be the big-hearted stiff and say to her, when I look, kid, if the deal was my pals off, I'm still sticking around. I'm all set for it if you want any part of me. You know, I really loved her. But I didn't get a chance. That's why I went away, I guess. I suppose that's why I came back, too. You got that green mitten I sent you. Now, I didn't put my name on the package. I figured you'd know who sent it. And you got the pair now, if you kept the other one. But the one I sent you was all shrunk up. You couldn't wear it, I know. Water. That's what it is. Wool shrinks in water unless you take care of it. And I guess nobody took care of this one. It's probably been lying around in hotel dresser drawers and old suitcases for years. Anyway, you know where it's been. Say, there's something you might tell me about, too, sometime. There's a certain friend of ours. Uh, well, I don't know how much of a friend he is, but maybe you'll know. I won't tell you his name because, as I said, I don't think it's a good idea to mention names in public like this. Say, are you going to sleep? Well, sit up and listen. We've got a lot to talk about yet. Turn the radio up a little. I, I don't want you to miss anything. <laughs> That's better. <laughs> uh, about this friend, I got a telephone call the other day, uh, last Saturday. What are you fidgeting about? Well, light a cigarette. I got this phone call. And when I answered, the guy said... Hello, Dane. Hi. Listen, Dane. Maybe you think you know who this is. Why, sure, it's Pat... Never mind that. I'm not going to tell you who I am. For a very good reason. Well, now, look, I can kid along with anybody. I'm not kidding, Dane. I'm not going to mention any names at all. A certain guy that you and I both know has been spreading a few stories that you ought to know about. Oh, is that so? Yes. Uh, What kind of stories? Where have you been the last few years? Well, for for a while I was in the Army, uh, 99th Division, the, the Bulge, Romagan Bridge and all that. You can prove that? Are you kidding? Well, this uh, friend of yours, he says you've been in the penitentiary. He sounds like a wonderful friend. Yeah, doesn't he? Well, as a matter of fact, I was. You were? Four years. Good Lord, Dane. Now you're going to ask me what I was in for. Well, I wasn't... I had a job in the penitentiary. A what? A job. I worked there. Oh. Sure. Well, I'm sorry. Your your friend probably misunderstood. I hope so. What did you do? Not a guard. Oh, no, no. I had a very special job. Uh, I'll tell you about it sometime. Well, gee, Dane, 
I'm awful sorry. You, uh, I mean, I better tell this friend of yours. Gosh, a thing like that could ruin a man. That's right, it could. Couldn't it? It sure could. Well, you know, Dane, I... Uh, well, I meant well. Sure. Thanks for calling. It's nice of you. I'm sorry about it. I'll tell him when... No, no, I... no, I'll tell him when I see him, uh, or, or sometime. You mean, you know who it is? <laughs> Why, sure. <laughs> uh, so long, Bob. Uh, and thanks, anyway. I sure hope you didn't have any misunderstanding about what I've been doing, pal. Or didn't you know? Remind me to tell you sometime what my job was there. I've had some funny jobs in all these years. You wouldn't know about that, would you? You've been here all the time on the same job, making dough and not worrying about anything. Or not worrying about much. Worries disappear sometimes over a period of years, don't they? And then they have a habit of popping up again, and sometimes they're worse than they were before you thought you'd forgotten them. Now, I hope you don't have anything like that, pal. Well, from the look on your face, I thought for a minute you might have. Well, don't worry, pal. Everything always comes out the way it ought to come out in the long run. And the fellow always gets what's coming to him. Never fails. Never fails. You know... One thing, one of the things about a guy in my setup is I got very little to worry about. Nothing can happen to me. Well, everything's happened. Now, take a fellow like you, pal. You're fairly well off, you've got a lot of friends, and you're doing all right. But what if you got one of those kicks in the teeth, like a few I've had? What happens to you then? Tough thing to think about, worry about. Lie awake nights about. Me, I, I don't have to worry. I'm as free as the air. I've, I've got everything I want. Or almost everything I want. Pretty soon I'll have everything, and that's that. We're neither one of us young anymore, are we? Oh, we're not old men, sure, but we aren't the fast kids we were once when we were pals together. Uh, before she died and we kind of broke up and went our ways. Say, what time is it? Let's see your watch. Oh, time sure flies, doesn't it? I've only got a few more minutes with you, pal. Just a, just a few more minutes. Here I stand gassing, and you're sitting there clutching that piece of paper. Look, be a pal and hang on to it for a little while yet. Just uh, mm, six or seven minutes, as a matter of fact. And then I'll stop, and you take it from there. I wanted to tell you about last Saturday, though, first. I... I had a couple of fellas from my old outfit to see. <laughs> well, you know us veterans. And I sat around with one of them all afternoon, knocking over bottles of beer and hashing over the bulge and some of the things they put me up to after the war. Now, I don't usually take more than two beers in an afternoon, but, glad you know how it is. Or do you? No, I guess you don't. You weren't in the service, were you? I remember now. Oh, well, we... We can't all be heroes, I always say. The reason we sat around so long was this pal of mine out of the 99th spilled something about a special job I had to do after the war uh, up in Germany. I wasn't very anxious to have everybody in the world know about it, so I kidded about it a lot with this feather merchant we were talking to, and 
Well, pretty soon it was 7 o'clock and the civilian was still asking questions with his eyes bulging out. So, I had one more beer and I went back to the hotel. And you know what? Somebody had been in my room. I tried to figure out how anybody could have got in there without the hotel people putting up a big squawk. And they say they didn't know anything about it. And then, all of a sudden, I remembered. I remembered that night I was at your house, and we ate the chicken a la king and kidded about the knife and stuff. I went back to the hotel, and I'd lost my key. Hmm, might have been in a taxi cab or someplace. I don't know where. It was a good thing the hotel people had another key for my room, even if the night clerk did beef about people losing keys. Can't get metal to make them or some long line of stuff like that, so I could, okay, bud, I'll pay you for it. Went upstairs and hit the sack. So you know what I think? Somebody either found the key or sneaked it out of my pocket someplace and decided to see what I had lying around that was worth glomming. He'd done a pretty good job of going through my bags and my dresser drawers. And the only thing that was missing was a little old book of mine, a, a notebook, a kind of a diary. Hey! Hey, where are you going? Come on, sit down. No, I'll only be a few more minutes. Come on, sit down. <laughs> now, that's it. i got to pay off to all this little... Uh... <laughs> oh, this is really something. <laughs> well, you comfortable now? <laughs> uh, the book wouldn't be much use to anybody but me, except for one or two especially hot parts. I hated to lose them. I was pretty griped, and I yelled for the house ticket at the hotel that... He was out having a plate of pig's knuckles or a salad bowl or something. He wouldn't be in till ten. Anyway, he wouldn't have been much good. He even looked like a house dick. So I sat down to think. Then I got up and looked for fingerprints. Uh, the penitentiary training, you know. I was in charge of the print file the first year I was there. Oh, I can lift a print with an ex-homicide bureau man. Yeah, sure, I found some. You dropped your cigarettes. I stuck them in an envelope and mailed them to the cops. The mail chute was just outside my door. Everything was ducky, except for one thing. Wait till I light a cigarette. Uh, you still got that paper? Okay, I won't be long now. Now, the last thing I remember was hearing the door of the clothes closet squeak open. I started to get up, and that's when I got the knife through my back. Dead? Why, sure, I'm dead. You wonder how I'm talking to you on the radio, don't you? <laughs> well, pal, you can do so many things on the radio if you're smart. Now, listen, you got that piece of paper? Good, listen now. I'm going to ask you three simple little questions. And when I ask you the questions in order, you answer me by reading the answers and tearing off your piece of paper, okay? Okay, here we go, the first one. Is that blood on your hands? The second. 
Whose blood is it? And the third, whose knife was that that was left sticking in my back? Okay, pal. Your prints are done at the bureau. I'm in the morgue. The cops have got the knife. And I think somebody heard what you just said. Oh, one thing more. You were wondering what my job was at the penitentiary. <laughs> I was the executioner. Comes out even, doesn't it? And isn't that somebody at your door, pal? Listening to Quiet, Please, which is written and directed by Willis Cooper. The man who spoke to you was Ernest Chappell. And Pat O'Malley was the man on the telephone. The girl was Vicki Vola. And mother was Charmaine Allen. Music, as usual, for Quiet, Please, is composed and played by Gene Perazzo. And now for a word about next week's Quiet, Please, here is our writer-director, Willis Cooper. Next week's story is called The Big Box. It's a story of what happened one night to a truck driver on a coast-to-coast haul that he didn't want to make. And so, until next week at this time, I am quietly yours, Ernest Chappell. Mm-hmm.